Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School, the Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, happy Friday, everyone! I don't know if you like Fridays, but for me, any good any day is an amazing opportunity to take care of yourself, to feel better, to live your life more and to enjoy it all more. And we all can enjoy this whole life experience more when we live in a healthy body. And a healthy body um, requires some proactive maintenance to escape the, the all the possible future problems as much as possible and to feel start feeling better today. Like this very day, if you take really good care of yourself, you're gonna start feeling better today. Guys, today we are talking, as promised, about gut health. They say these days 70-80-90% of our immune system is in our gut. And if you think about it, um, the reason for that is that our gut is that is where we encounter or meet our external environment in the, in the most intimate way. We take stuff from the outside, foods, and we put it in, and our gut is where that outer environment becomes our inner environment. It literally becomes us. So our immune system needs to work really hard to figure out what stuff should be uh, a part of us, what stuff is beneficial to us, um, what organisms, you know, bacteria or sometimes some viruses or uh, some substances that come from outside, uh, which ones are harmful and can actually help us to be better, to feel better, and which ones are harmful that uh, make us feel worse, either, you know, short-term or short-term and long-term, or somehow will induce some damage. And our immune system, of course, is not perfect. Uh, it does, it cannot do its work perfectly because our environment is so complicated. But uh, provided all the conditions, our immune system does a pretty good job keeping us healthy, alive, and running uh, most of the time. Especially, again, if we help it to do its work properly. Now, how many percentages of our immune system is in our gut? It doesn't really matter that much. Um, we just know that it's a, a big part. And so we need to do our best to take care of our gut, of our gut health, uh, preventing as much as possible any harm, at least harm that that is preventable, that is a result of our actions. So, and we will talk today about what is good for our gut from all the evidence we have as a society and what is not so good for our gut short and long term. So let's talk about the good stuff first. Um, you probably heard a lot about probiotics and prebiotics. So there are two things that many people who are not, you know, who don't study nutrition and health, um, two things that people often confused and not sure about, you know, which to take, which one is what. So probiotics um, are the living bacteria 
the ones that are beneficial to our gut. Um, from all the evidence, we know that the more we have, the better our health is. They create different vitamins. Uh, sometimes they create different substances to um, heal our gut and to help us uh, somehow be better, feel better, perform better. So those are beneficial bacteria and they are called probiotics. Now we have a lot of, you know, them naturally in our gut, usually unless, you know, there was some disaster and your whole gut microbiome was wiped out. But then, you know, you probably already would know about that because that's like a total disaster. Um, anyhow, so probiotics are those living bacteria. And by probiotics, uh, when people say, you know, or eat probiotics or take probiotics, what people mean is usually two things, foods that contain probiotics and supplements that were designed to contain those bacteria, those probiotics. So foods, there are basically two kinds of foods, uh, pickled and fermented vegetables, uh, and then uh, dairy products, uh, fermented dairy products like yogurts and kefirs. There are some other, you know, different parts of the world, but those are the most popular ones these days, especially yogurt. Let's start with veggies. So you want to make sure that your veggies are naturally fermented or pickled, not in some sort of vinegar that does not have any bacteria or does not does not allow to create any bacteria. So you need to make sure that your sauerkraut, for example, or kimchi was naturally fermented and does contain um, those beneficial bacteria. And then look at the ingredient lists always. So there are no preservatives, no added sugars, no... Uh, the only thing that is needed to make this whole process of fermenting happen uh, properly is actually salt and room temperature. That's it. So you leave it out there and it starts fermenting. And that's why if there is something else like sugar or some other substances besides, you know, maybe some uh, flavor agents like... Um, onions or garlics or black pepper. Um, if there are other substances um, to preserve that food, they're not necessary there and they might be harmful. So please do avoid them as much as possible. And sometimes they put a lot of sugar in it to make it sweet. But please do remember that sugar feeds um, non-beneficial or bad gut bacteria. So we want to minimize it added sugars in our food as much as possible. That's why try to avoid added sugar even in your sauerkraut. You know, some brands will put a little, some brands will put will put a lot. So usually can taste the difference. But anyhow, just make sure that your veggies are naturally fermented or pickled and choose your favorite. My favorite is sauerkraut, for example, just regular sauerkraut with a little bit of um, carrot and salt and that's it. And then there is cabbage. Yogurts, kefirs, um, make sure that those products you buy, they not just have the consistency of yogurt or kefir and not just have that name on the front label, but also seek out somewhere on the package front or back label, something uh, saying that this product has live bacteria. And usually it would also say what kind of bacteria, like maybe bifidobacterium or, um, you know, lactobacterium, lactobacillus. I, I don't remember all the names of those bacteria, but uh, look for that um, on the label. Live bacteria and 
what kind of bacteria. Now, it doesn't matter what kind of bacteria is there, but if they list those bacteria, it means that they are there, or at least, you know, some some amount of them were preserved, were meant to preserve in this product. Because there is a lot of yogurts uh, that look and kind of, you know, have the texture of yogurts, but they do not have live bacteria. I don't know, like, how this whole other process works, but there are two kinds. So make sure that you buy the brands that have live bacteria in them. That goes for uh, yogurts and kefirs that have um, slightly different profile when it comes to uh, bacteria. So maybe uh, sometimes consume one and then sometimes the other, you're going to get more of different kinds of bacteria. And more is always better when it comes to gut health. More variety is always better. Usually, um, from all the evidence that we have, it seems that the more variety of different bacteria we have and organisms in our gut we have, um, except maybe for the harmful ones, the healthier usually our gut is and the healthier we are. And also our immune system works much better. And also when we have more variety, they are able to balance themselves among themselves much, much better than if you have just one and it proliferates by itself. So variety is always better. Now, back to prebiotics. What what are prebiotics? Prebiotics are those substances that feed those gut bacteria. So probiotics are the actual bacteria, the organisms, and prebiotics are fibers, plant fibers that feed those gut bacteria. And so, you know, we have different kinds of fiber in different kinds of foods, but there are specific fibers that feed our gut bacteria much better. But in general, guys, the more naturally occurring fibers, meaning as a part of a whole food, like for example, if you take an apple, there is a lot of fiber or oats naturally occurring, not added, not some keto bar where some uh, fiber was added. Like that is not naturally occurring fiber and we don't really know how uh, good it is for our gut. But we do know that fiber in whole foods is good for our gut. And again, so some fibers feed our gut bacteria better than others. And those fibers that feed our gut bacteria better, they usually are called prebiotics. But um, all fibers feed our gut bacteria. It just prebiotics seem to have um, a bigger effect. And so those prebiotics, you can find prebiotic fibers. You can find in foods like um, leeks and onions and garlics. Usually the raw version would have more of those fibers preserved because cooking destroys some of that fiber uh, and it's digested in our stomach, not in our gut where gut bacteria fermented. So raw would usually have more stuff to digest for our guts. And again, prebiotic fibers. Now, again, all fibers are kind of prebiotic, but some foods just have um, a bigger effect on our gut bacteria. So leeks, onions, garlics, mushrooms, um, apples, they actually have a... I think at least two kinds of fibers, prebiotic fibers that feed our gut bacteria. Oats, amazing source of uh, prebiotic fibers. Just make sure that they are the least processed and have no added crap, like sugar, for example. Um, Bananas, the greener the bananas are, they might not be as delicious and not provide as much energy, but they for sure do have more prebiotic fibers that feed our gut bacteria. So green bananas are better for that. Um, 
Then there is another name for a specific kind of prebiotic fiber that is called resistant starch. If you heard about it, you know, uh, it's great. If not, it doesn't matter. But you, you want to... Um, you want to keep in mind that that is also an amazing fiber for our gut bacteria. And a lot of people who live to 100 and more without diseases um, eat a lot of foods with this resistant starch that is a kind of prebiotic fiber. And so you can find that a lot in beans and pulses, any beans and pulses. And then also when you cook your potatoes or rice and cool them, you also will create more of that resistant starch. Um, so basically, you cook your potatoes or rice, and then you put it in your fridge, and you eat them cold. Because if you heat them up, you're going to destroy some of that resistant starch that you created by cooling. Now, I know it's a little bit complicated, but cold potato, potatoes and rice uh, would have that um, more of those prebiotic fibers. Um, but then again, uh, also uh, different nuts and seeds and vegetables uh, would have um, different kinds of fibers. Some of them will be more prebiotic. Some of them will be less prebiotic. But all of these foods, they still have fiber that feed our that feeds our gut bacteria. And um, again, raw foods you want to eat the variety of raw and cooked vegetables. Um, and fruit, obviously, you can eat raw uh, because different kinds of fibers, they feed our different gut bacteria. But also raw versions of garlics, leeks, onions or um, vegetables like, uh, you know, if you can eat raw broccoli or Brussels sprouts, uh, they would have uh, more of those fibers than their cooked versions. I That's why, for example, I prefer to eat uh, cooked and raw mushrooms to get um kind of different kinds of fibers, or at least different amounts in raw version and in cooked version. Um, another thing I wanted to mention, leafy greens do not have that much fiber at all, like very tiny amount. So if something, if you eat something like kale or spinach or Swiss chard um, or bok choy, you know, those leafy greens, they have a lot of water, vitamins and minerals, uh, but they do not contain a lot of fiber, um, like very tiny amounts. So just keep that in mind if you are eating your salads for fiber, like, uh, you know, all these leafy greens, they do not have a lot of fiber. So you need to eat more, something more substantial, like cabbages, like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, mushrooms, um, you know, beans and pulses and green bananas and apples and oats, though, those would have more fiber in them. So those are prebiotics, guys. But again, a lot of, I mean, all fibers are prebiotic. It's just some kinds of fiber are more prebiotic than others. And those, again, are leeks, onions, garlics, apples, oats, mushrooms, green bananas, resistant starch in cooled potatoes and rice, um, beans and pulses. I think I already mentioned that. But then eat as many vegetables as you can and fruit also. Um, most of the fruit have more or less uh, fiber, like bananas have, you know, a lot, avocados have a lot. So eat your uh, veggies and fruit and nuts and seeds and whole grains. If you do eat the beans and pulses, those foods all contain prebiotics. But then there are also substances uh, that contain um, compounds, plant compounds that have 
prebiotic-like effect on our gut, meaning they feed or nourish our gut bacteria according to the evidence that we have. So those are things like dark chocolate, skip the sugar. I always eat 99, 100% chocolate. That's the one, the most beneficial for you and will um, help to grow good gut bacteria, not feeding the bad gut bacteria. So um, chocolate has a lot of polyphenols, um, but then also we have extra virgin olive oil. We have coconut oil that is also antifungal, antiviral, anti uh, antibacterial, I believe. Yeah, antibacterial. So if you have, you know, some something disturbing going on in your gut, then coconut oil yeah, is a great help for that because it helps to neutralize the bad stuff that might be living there, uh, right? Extra virgin olive oil, it has uh, those prebiotic qualities, so it seems to feed our good gut bacteria, plus it's anti-inflammatory and it's pro-longevity, so extra virgin olive oil is an amazing addition to your um, meals. A lot of berries would have a lot of prebiotic fibers and qualities, like blueberries, for example, but also raspberries and blackberries have a lot of fiber, actually. You wouldn't think so, but they do. Uh, so those also have really amazing properties when it comes to gut health. And then um, let's talk about some lifestyle factors, good and bad. Or let's just first um, talk about some bad stuff for our gut. Obviously, all the processed crap is killing our good bacteria and feeding our bad bacteria that create more creates more disease and uh, um, non-desirable health conditions. Uh, also, might it will it will compromise our immune system and might contribute to how often you get sick and how severe those cases are. So, junk food with all these junk ingredients. Uh, it, it does that. So please avoid it as much as possible. It's not just about calories and uh, processed fats or sugars. It's also the effect uh, it has on our gut bacteria, quite a big effect, I must say. And then, you know, added sugars, they feed our bad gut bacteria, the ones that create more inflammation, that um, make us fatter, that make us sicker, sicker that um, make our immune system work worse. Uh, so no added sugars, guys. That's very important. Medications, antibiotics, a lot of uh, prescription medications and antibiotics specifically. Antibiotics are the things that kill all life in our gut. Not just the bad stuff, but the good stuff also. Um, medications, uh, antibiotics, you know, be very caref careful and uh, think about it twice or three times before considering, you know, a whole course or being um, a life time, uh, being on some lifetime prescription for different medications and antibiotics. Most of them, uh, medications, most of them are not good for our gut health. They are usually really bad and antibiotics specifically. Um, stress, 
also affects our gut microbiome, our gut health a lot. The more stress you have, the most, the more you compromise your gut health. So learn to manage it, like meditate, you know, sleep well, connect with people you love, do meaningful work, and just learn how to respond to stressful situations and uh, figure out the points of control where you can positively affect it instead of reacting and being like, well, you know, what's happening? It's, you know, I can't deal with that. That is not a good response, guys. (laughs) So manage your stress better and um, exercise, guys. Do exercise. Exercise uh, proven by studies, by a lot of evidence, uh, positively affects our gut health. Uh, So moving, uh, especially in nature, uh, exposing yourself to natural sunlight, connecting with nature, um, exercise, doing resistance training, doing yoga, moving more, it all positively affects our gut microbiome. And that positively affects our immune system. But with exercise, it's actually a double-edged sword. Um, Too much can harm our gut bacteria. For example, people who do a lot of endurance training all the time, like professional athletes, uh, they actually compromise their gut bacteria and they uh, increase the amount of stress and their immune system works worse not better. So more is not always better at all. You want to exercise, but not too much. And if you feel like you are exhausted, tired all the time, and you have pains in your body, and uh, just not feeling, you know, like your body is well, that may be a sign that, you know, you are pushing it too much. So you need to recover just as much and often more uh, as you do exercise. So please remember that about exercise, guys. Don't become a chronic exerciser. Um, do a variety of different kinds of uh, fitness activities. Sometimes lift something heavy, sometimes do yoga, sometimes go maybe for a fast walk or uh, a light jog, um, do stretching, do mobility training, flexibility training, the dance, uh, uh, do maybe some fighting, whatever you, it is you prefer to do, add variety, do it regularly, maybe like half an hour, an hour a day, but not too much. Don't always push yourself. Sometimes it's okay to just move without pushing yourself to the limit. And that's going to positively affect your gut microbiome, your gut health, and that will enhance uh, the work of your immune system that needs to be enhanced, especially now when we realize how much danger is going around in that we live in a world where you can encounter some disease or virus any time of the day, anywhere. Um, You're never protected. And the only protection you really have is your strong immune system. And if you're not working on that one, then that's where you're really compromising that. If you ask me, guys, uh, it's not the travels. It's not the uh, not wearing masks everywhere. Uh, it's not that that compromises our health the most. It's not helping, not working on, not taking proper care of our immune system. That is the most robust system, literally the most robust system out there that will protect you from anything. Now, it's not bulletproof like 
anything, like, I mean, nothing is, but it's your best chance. Your strong immune system is your best chance to stay healthy, to get sick less, and if you do get sick, then recover faster and get through the whole experience much, much easier without even any medication. So do work on your immune system, guys. Help it to do its work properly and strongly. And because of that, also work on your gut health because um, 90% of your immune system is there. So uh, guys, uh, hopefully you found this episode useful and you're going to apply because guys, knowledge is nothing if you don't apply it. Hopefully you're going to apply this knowledge to your life and start working on your health, on your gut health today. Also, if you are a part of a household, family, roommates, please share this information with them. Either share with them this podcast or tell them about that because when we teach someone, we also remember better and then we practice better. That works, guys, all the time. You can hear it from many teachers and leaders in any field. So teach it to someone and then do it, practice it together, and then you're going to have this skill for life. And you're going to affect so many people in a positive way. Uh, Isn't that awesome? And you can do that today. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for staying tuned. Did I mention that already? Um, And as usual, guys, till next time. Eat some prebiotics for me, please, and have an amazing weekend.